right. And now it's time for a bit of Trash Talk on this Monday morning with Marcy Trentlong. And this week on Trash Talk, Marcy will be chatting about butterfly conservation sites. And she'll be talking to the officer in charge at the, at the Environmental Protection Department all about this. Hey, Trash Talk listeners. Well, it's true. No matter how much we focus on reuse, reduce, recycle, at some point, part of our waste will end up in landfills. Now, the EPD is coming up with some really creative ideas on how to restore these landfills once they're full. And here to tell us more about that is Patrick Leo, officer in charge of restored landfills from the Environmental Protection Department, or EPD. Welcome to the show, Patrick. Thank you so much for your time. Uh, thank you for your invitation, Marcy. Yeah. Uh, it's my pleasure to be able to share with the audience about our work in the restore landfills. Oh, great. Well, as we talked about a little bit earlier, let's let's start with the basics about what is a landfill and how does it become full and how do you restore it? Um, yes. Um, well, to put it simply, um, a landfill is a site that has been engineered for disposal waste. Uh, the base, basic concept is that um, we first find a void space somewhere, usually with a basin or valley type of topography. Um, then we do some preparatory works to protect the environment from the potential impacts of the landfill operation. After that, we can start depositing waste into the void space and fill it up. In order to maximize the volume of a landfill, we'll pile up the waste as high as we can by forming slopes on the sides. Um, when a landfill reaches its maximum capacity, the landfill will have to be closed and will restore it in order to control and mitigate the potential environmental impacts. Um, in fact, this type of control landfilling has been used in Hong Kong as a waste disposal method for quite some decades. According to our records, there are 13 such old landfills in Hong Kong, um, which uh, were in use from the 1960s to the 1990s. Hmm. The Environmental Protection Department, uh, EPD in short, um, took over this landfill site in the 1990s and carried out restoration works uh, in order to minimize the potential environmental and safety risk. Well, as what? you can imagine, yeah, sorry. That must have been quite tricky, right? So so it, they were actually opened all the way back to the 1960s, but you guys didn't take them over until the 1990s. Well, that's just, we were all learning how it all works, right? So um, were there any, what happened then? Um, well, um, well, as you can imagine, um, the, the waste in a landfill decomposes with time. So in, in the process, landfill gas and leachate are produced. Uh, landfill gas is actually a, a flammable and explosive uh, type of gas. Thus, it poses a potential safety hazard to people nearby. Um, and leachate is a highly pollutant, polluting liquid. And if not properly controlled, uh, it may cause serious pollution to nearby water bodies. Hmm. Um, so um, that's why we, we, we need to do something to restore the landfill uh, in order to control uh, the emission or discharge of the landfill gas and leachate to the environment. Oh, okay, um, I get it. So it sounds pretty tricky. How do you do that? Um, well, there are two stages of restoration. Uh, so the stage one is referred to as the restoration stage, uh, in which 
we construct and install uh, some restoration facilities. This mainly include a landfill gas management system to control gas emission and prevent off-site gas migration. Um, and also we will construct a leachate management system to extract, collect, and treat the leachate before being discharged into sewers or water bodies. We also um, mean put up specially designed capping layers on top of the landfills um, to, to minimize both the infiltration of rainwater into the landfill, as well as the emission of gas to the atmosphere. Of course, we also take the opportunity to uh, stabilize the, the landfill slopes and do some landscaping works uh, to make the site look green and better. Yeah, that's and, interesting. <laughs> well, there's also the stage two uh, restoration, which we refer to as the aftercare stage. Oh. Yeah. So you guys take care of them even when they're fully restored all the time? Well, when the stage one <clears throat> restoration is um, incomplete, yeah, it doesn't mean that the, the site is fully restored um, because the waste is, will continue to decompose and we still need to manage the gas management system and the leachate management system. Um, so this stage we refer to as the aftercare. Uh, we will keep monitoring the performance of the facilities uh, and the environmental conditions, make sure that there's no um, gas migration off-site and make sure that the the wastewater discharge, the environment um, meets the, the required standards. So um, only after the landfill reaches such a conditions that um, the nature and gas is of no longer concern and we, you, you do not require any further attention, then we, we call this fully restored. I mean, okay. in, a broader, in a broader sense, restore landfill is, is a landfill that has been fully restored and you don't need to pay much attention to it. You just leave it as a ordinary piece of ground. Um, but in a restricted sense, normally when we say we saw landfill, uh, the, the landfill has not reached such a state. Um, because in Hong Kong, all the 13 landfills, the 13 old landfills still have, haven't reached such a state. Oh, okay. Um, but we so, still, so there's no fully restored landfills yet? No fully restored landfill yet. So when we say restore landfill, we mean those, uh, that have been uh, installed with the uh, facilities. That right. means only the stage one has been completed. Got it. Okay. That's really helpful. So, mm. okay. So one of the reasons why we have this interview was because there was a great article about the um, Xiu Lang Shui transformation and becoming a conservation zone for butterflies. Yes. So maybe you can talk about that a little bit. Okay, before going to the um, Siulanshui uh, landfill, maybe I can explain a little bit more uh, about oh, okay. the, the use of land uh, in a restore landfill. Sure. Um, restore landfills um, are different from an ordinary piece of land. Um, there are many restrictions on the land use. Uh, basically, um, building development and heavy structures are out of question because piling is not allowed. Uh, piling will mean uh, damage the restoration facilities buried under uh, the, the landfill, just under, under the surface. Um, so we can't use piling. Without piling, you can't put, I mean, um, massive structures over the landfill. Um, so a more preferred land use option for restore landfill is to develop the site for outdoor facilities, such as natural grounds, uh, recreational or sports facilities. 
And another possibility is to use the landfill for conservation purpose. Uh, actually, over the years, EPD, um, in collaboration with other departments, uh, NGO, or some national sports association, uh, has developed a number of historic landfills into uh, different types of recreational and sport facilities. Huh. For example, yeah, for example, we have um, there are two landfills in the urban areas that have been turned into public parks, and another one um, used as a recreational ground for playing football and baseball. Uh, so, so I guess those ones in those cases, they've um, even though they're not fully restored, you're monitoring everything and and the gas and and all the other the nitrates have stabilized. Yes, that's right. Uh, with all the uh, all our monitoring works um, and and the aftercare works, uh, we make sure that the, the site is safe and is environmentally acceptable for doing all these kind of um, uses. Uh, okay. what we, call, we call them after uses of the landfill. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so so you've actually got some sports facilities. That's great. Now, are you able to tell us which ones they are, or do you keep that a secret so that people, you know, don't get biased against a certain sports facility because it's a landfill? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> it's open. It's, uh, it's public information. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, um, well, like uh, we have a landfill um, at Jinjing Bay um, is now being used as a, a BMX cycling park as well as a cricket ground. Um, also, the Hong, Kong, the Hong Kong Football Association has built a large-scale football training center at the Tranquano Stage One landfill. Huh. Yeah, there are I mean, five or six um, football pitches there. So it's a very large training uh, training center. You know, I wonder if Hong Kong is like a leading light on this, right? Because we're so short on land that maybe exactly. other other places would be, you know, just leave it as a landfill. But in Hong Kong, we're reusing that land for sure. Exactly. <laughs> land in Hong Kong is scarce resources. So, um, and then the landfill, the restore landfill occupy a large piece of area. So that's why we will try our best to make the, the best use of uh, this uh, I mean, precious land. Yeah, that's really, really great. Uh, there are also other uh, type of sports facilities being planned or being constructed, uh, like um, at Shinwan Landfill, uh, a golf course now being planned, and you will be developed and operated by a private organization. Hmm. Um, and also at Chengkwano Station Landfill, uh, we are building a camping ground for environmental education. So actually, they 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 quite a, a lot of projects uh, ongoing at the restore landfills. Oh, that's really great. So can anyone apply if it, like if I thought there would be an interesting, you know, a landfill that might be partially restored and I could maybe use? How, how do you how do you decide who gets what? Well, and actually, um, it depends on where there are organizations who are interested in using this land, uh, because EPD itself. It's not a uh, department for recreational or sports activities. Right. So we we rely on other organizations or other departments. If they think that the land is suitable uh, for certain types of uses, uh, and then and and it fit uh, our requirements, I mean technical or engineering requirements, then um, we we can uh, let them use it uh, for the, their proposed uh, sports or recreational activities. Right. That's but, really great. But, yeah. But there are some remote sites uh, which 
because it's too far away from the urban centers. So not many organizations will be interested in developing these sites for their use. Mm. Uh, just like Siulang Shui. Siulang Shui is, is um, in a remote location in the west part of the Hong Kong territory. Um, so no, no public transport going there. So it's difficult to, to use it for recreational or sports facilities. Ah, um, so you've handed it over to the butterflies. Yes, that's right. Uh, a, a little background on this Siulang Shui landfill. Um, it was an operating landfill back in the 1970s, um, about a decade of operation. Then uh, the site was filled up and later restored in the 1990s. Um, as part of this restoration works, we plant different types of trees, which through natural colonization has then developed into a woodland and with a rich variety of plant species. This creates a unique habitat for wildlife, including butterflies in particular. So in 1999, a large number of butterflies was first recorded overwintering at Siulang Shui Landfill. Um, they belong to a particular family of butterflies uh, we call the uh, nadi. Um, these kind of butterflies are very different from other butterflies in terms of their lifespan. Um, the average lifespan of a butterfly is only a couple of weeks. However, the denadi usually has a lifespan of six to eight months. Wow. And they are, yeah, yeah. And they are migratory butterflies, like the migratory birds. <laughs> they migrate um, from the north to the south in autumn and winter for, for warmer weather and better food sources. And then they migrate back to the north for reproduction in the spring and summer. Yeah. Yeah. So these are very interesting types of butterflies. Thank goodness for Xiao Long Shui, right? Yes. Uh, for some years after 1999, um, the butterflies. They, I mean, uh, aggregate for overwintering at Siulang Shui landfill every year, each time lasting for two to three months. And in fact, according to some research, there were 32,000 to 45,000 number of butterflies recorded during the winters from 2002 to 2003. And because of this large population of overwintering butterflies, part of this Siulang Shui landfill was then designated as a site of special scientific interest in 2008. That is but, very um, cool. Yeah, but unfortunately, probably due to impacts of development in the vicinity of the landfill, the overwintering population of butterflies at Siulang Shui landfill has declined in recent years. Oh, and we don't know why? Um, not exactly, but maybe there, mm. because there are some developments ongoing around the landfill site just outside the boundary of the landfill. Mm, and, maybe it's yeah noise pollution or something that bothered them. Yes, uh, yes. Uh, the butterflies are very vulnerable to, to I mean um, development impacts and human disturbance. Mm. So maybe when there's so many construction activities around the site, and the butterfly uh, just uh, uh, don't come to this site and then we go somewhere else. Oh. And well, anyway, maybe they maybe they'll come back when the development stops. Yes, hopefully. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And well, being inspired by the wintering, overwintering butterflies, uh, we then had the idea of why uh, don't we revitalize the Siwan landfill as a butterfly habitat by enhancing the landscape environment to attract the butterflies. Um, the habitat is divided into two parts, actually. Um, each planted with specific types of vegetation to suit local and overwintering butterflies, respectively. Uh, like the design of the local butterfly habitat 
that spill in the elements of the life cycle of a butterfly. Uh, we plant a large number of host plants and nectar plants uh, to provide food for butterfly larvae and adults respectively. And we also plant some climbing plants um, in the, I mean, overwintering butterfly habitats uh, for their butterfly to lay eggs. So with all this work, um, we found that the number of species, um, and the number and species of uh, butterflies have increased uh, over this year. Um, we, we have conducted some butterfly survey before and after uh, the establishment of this uh, butterfly habitat. And we noticed that there are now uh, 47 local butterfly species uh, being recorded in the Silanshui conservation area, uh, including some species uh, that are rarely found in Hong Kong. So compared with the baseline survey, the current number of butterfly species has increased by three times. That's great. And, yeah. And as, as regards whether the habitat can attract the overwintering butterflies, uh, we still have to wait and see. Um, so we will we, we observe for the coming winter, winter season, see whether the overwintering butterflies will, will come back to this site again. Oh, that's great. Well, that's well, Patrick, thank you so much for coming in and telling us, sharing those stories with us. Mm -hmm. It's it's kind of an exciting turn of events for a for a landfill, right? Yeah, yeah. And well, uh, one of the objectives of refertilizing the Sunanshui landfill uh, as a butterfly habitat is to help promote the messages of butterfly conservation and biodiversity. And to this end, we have been organizing eco tours to the Silanshui butterfly habitat. Oh, good. Uh, yeah. Um, and the, the, the general public's response is quite positive. And in fact, uh, the eco tours uh, organ organized so far, um, um, I mean, are fully booked uh, and they are overwhelming responses. Uh, and the participants are able to see not only butterflies, but also some other wildlife, including birds and reptiles, uh, like snakes and, and, and the, the uh, small lizards. Um, they, they generally felt amazed to see the transformation of a landfill site into a conservation zone with enhanced ecological value. Right. It is amazing, really. And, yeah. and it points to the amazing biodiversity of Hong Kong, too. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. we, we do have a lot. Well, yeah. that this is a very happy story. Normally, if we talked about landfills, it's not a happy story. And you've done a happy story with landfills, Patrick. So I really appreciate you coming in and telling us about that. <laughs> Thank you for all your efforts. All right, Trash Talk listeners, do you hear that? I'm sure all the information is on the Environmental Protection Department's website to uh, to go visit the butterflies on the Shanglang Shui landfill. Thank you so much, Patrick. Thank you. Thank you, Marcy. You can find all the Trash Talk episodes on iTunes and the RTHK On The Go app. Thanks to our partners, Plastic Free Seas. If you like what you hear, I also host the Sustainable Asia podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and YouTube for a more in-depth look at sustainability issues here in Asia. 
Many thanks once again to Marcy Trent Long for this week's Trash Talk. And Marcy was chatting with Patrick Liu, the officer in charge of restored landfills at the Environmental Protection Department. And they were talking about the innovative repurposing of restored landfills by the government, including the Butterfly Conservation Site. (laughs) 